0: Welcome to The Backlog, a podcast hosted by Adaptivate. I'm Anaya Johnson, a consultant based in our Los Angeles office. Adaptivate partners with clients to accelerate outcomes by implementing new transformative ways of working. We are a global firm with offices in North America, Europe, Asia, and Australia. Today, our guest is Matt Berner, Director of Teacher Leadership Development at Teach for America Miami-Dade. We worked with Matt and the Teach for America team recently as part of our Pledge 1% partnership where we commit to pledging 1% of our time, talent, or treasures to support nonprofits in our community. Matt, welcome to the podcast.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course, we're excited to get into it today. So can you tell us, just to start off um, for our audience, a little bit more about what Teach for America is as an organization?
1: Definitely, Anaya. So Teach for America is a leadership development organization and we work towards advancing educational equity so that all of our students across the US have access to a high quality education. We develop leaders to lead rigorous and inclusive classrooms for two years during our time in the program.
0: I think that's amazing because you're not just engaged as a teacher for two years. It's really a program and an organization that sets you up to continue to better the education system in the U.S. in your lifelong journey and throughout your career. So tell us a bit more about your journey and your career. What's your background and what do you do at TFA today?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, So I have a degree in social work from the University of Georgia. Go dogs! Um, I spent a lot of my time there doing emotion regulation and conflict resolution with young children Um, and also during my time there at UGA, a Teach for America recruiter reached out to me and asked if I had ever considered teaching and I really hadn't at the time, Um, but that seemed pretty aligned to a lot of the work that I had already been doing in college. Um, And so I went for it, and I I did the core in Miami in 2019 and taught through the pandemic, which was just quite the experience. If you can imagine um, teaching 10 year olds online, Um, and I now serve as, like you said, the director of teacher leadership development for Teach for America Miami-Dade, which is just a way of saying that I support the development of 25 of our first and second year core members um, who are part of our program.
0: That's awesome. And Matt, why Miami? You mentioned Georgia. Do you have a tie to the southeastern region of the United States?
1: Yeah, um, I definitely knew that I wanted to stay in the southeast. I'll definitely tell you that Miami does not consider themselves part of the southeast. Uh, Miami is Miami. Um, <laughs> but I, I knew I wanted to stay, you know, somewhat close to home. Um, I love the warm weather. And I, I really just kind of picked Miami off the map. And I, I've loved it ever since.
0: I think that's really amazing because it puts you in this unique position of teaching in the same region you're now serving. So you've really seen both sides of the house, both what teachers experience day to day and how TFA as an organization works. When we first met, I think it was a few months ago now, uh, TFA Miami-Dade had started to see lower retention numbers, meaning that fewer teachers were finishing that two-year commitment where they're embedded in a school and serving kids. What is retention and and why is it so critical to TFA?
1: Yeah, um, so retention, when we think about retention, we think about core members um, completing our program. So completing the two years that they um, have signed up to do as part of their um, commitment. Retention is so critical because if we don't have our core members, we can't do the work that we've set out to do. Um, which is to create a more equitable education experience for kids across the U.S. Um, at TFA, we really believe that our people are our biggest asset. Um, and so that's why we, we really um, have prioritized retention this year.
0: Yeah, and I think thinking through your experience as a teacher as well, I'm sure there's a huge sense of accomplishment after finishing that two-year program and a lot of opportunities that open up. So lots of benefits too for core members to finish that maybe you can't see when you're in it, but but we'll get to that. So at the beginning, you know, what were some reasons that you felt and the team felt retention was starting to drop? You mentioned the pandemic earlier. I'm sure that was one of them. What else were you all seeing?
1: So definitely the pandemic, um, it, it's really tough to build community um, in a new place, and a lot of our core members were coming from across the country, um, like myself, to teach in Miami. Um, and so, number one, being away from friends and family, and then number two, having to be, you know, mostly in isolation throughout the pandemic was really hard for a lot of our core members. Um, at TFA, we, we really emphasize um, building community with one another. Um, and really knowing the people that you're doing the work with. That's super important. And so COVID-19 really um, impacted our ability to do those things and bring our core members together. Um, as a result of the pandemic too, core members were reporting more mental health and wellness concerns um, as it was related to you know loved ones getting sick um, and, and just their own mental health concerns. Um, there are a couple of, of other things as well. Um, we had core members who are just, Um, struggling to pass their initial certification tests. Um, As a Teach for America core member, um, you have to pass um, a couple of tests to get you pre-certified, to have a temporary certificate in the classroom. Um, And then finally, and and really the the biggest reason that we're struggling with retention was a discrepancy between core member um, expectations, what they were expecting to see in their classroom and at their school site, and then the actual culture, environment and expectations of their school site. Um, and so, you know, our work together um, with y'all was, was really influential in, in how we thought about um, bridging that gap between core member expectations and what their administrators were expecting of them.
0: Yeah, and I think, I mean, maybe if you don't mind sharing from your perspective, what were some of the expectations you came in with as a core member? And how was that a little bit different? Just so we can get a flavor of what teachers are telling you now that you've sat in TFA, but also your personal experience as a teacher in the classroom.
1: Yeah, and I uh, there's just, there's a number of little things that you have to um, know and do as teachers, um, so far as, like, um, taking attendance, um, entering grades into the grade book. Um, there's some professional development um, evaluations that you have to fill out and keep track of. And so a lot of those little things, um, schools have different ways of rolling those out. Um, sometimes that looks like a formal um, orientation where all the teachers are together. Sometimes they'll you know, lean on their veteran teachers and their instructional coaches at the school site to really help walk core members and new teachers through those things. Um, and so as a new teacher, I can remember um, you know, yeah, feeling lost and and feeling like you know i I was completely out of place. And so something that helped me was just leaning on um, the expertise of some veteran teachers um, and and really building those relationships, um which I'll talk about a little bit later on
0: yeah and i think that's exactly what we were trying to get to right like what is the root cause of these expectations what are teachers actually struggling with and then how might we able be able to solve it just the way you mentioned so one thing that we used together in our workshops was the five wise method to figure out what the deeper root cause was so we would ask ourselves you know for something like certification why is certification so challenging is it the cost of the test is it the preparation the time um to up to five times we would ask ourselves you know why to get an answer and sometimes we found things that were totally out of our control like lack of financial support for public education in the us which we know to be a hot topic and an issue across the us not just in the miami-dade region but also sometimes we found some things that were addressable and in our control things like you mentioned exposing teachers to how to take attendance at your school or connecting them with the right people What was your experience using five wise during the workshops? How did it feel from your perspective to sit with the team and really think deeper into those issues that you all were noticing?
1: The five wise experience was great. Um, I really hadn't done something like this before, um, and it was a really good way to get at the root of the issue. Um, I think where Adaptivate was extremely helpful was in your ability to synthesize and reframe um, what we were getting at and our responses to your questions, and then leading us to think about the reasons behind some of the problems that we were facing. And so the five whys was was a way to you know really help us get at the root of what we were trying to solve.
0: Yeah, and if I think back to those conversations, sometimes it was just aligning the team on, actually here are the four or five reasons that we all thought about each one of these individually, but there are actually so many more. So I think in the end we ended up with around 20 causes that we thought were addressable and 10 larger systematic issues. But what we did after we ballooned out to get to 20 is we ran an accelerated design sprint to select one of those problems and try to get from that problem to a solution. So we did that in just 8 hours and I'm going to ask you you know what your experience was in that accelerated type environment um but before I do that the problem that we selected to solve and we you alluded to this earlier was how do we expose teachers to real life school scenarios prior to them taking a step into a classroom. That way they're comfortable, confident, and resilient, especially in that first year. So, you know, share with us, what were some of your experiences during the design sprint? What was a highlight? What was uncomfortable?
1: Yeah, um, so two things are really coming to mind. Um, One, I think the design sprint really helped me think deeply about our program and what core members really need. Um, we often make assumptions about what our core members need. And this really forced us to think about, okay, what is it that core members are really needing and asking for right now, um, given you know the changing landscape of education, given the COVID pandemic. And then I think too, um, the design sprint really helped me to think strategically about how we get core members what they need. Um, so one, what is it that they need? And two, how do we get those things to them? Um, What's funny is that at times I felt kind of uncomfortable during the design sprint because y'all were asking me to think in ways that I hadn't before. And so our day-to-day decisions uh, at at Teach for America consist of often doing what we're used to and doing things, you know, how we've always done them. And as a coach, I feel like I'm often in the weeds when it comes to our work. And so it was cool to be able to actually step back and take a more visionary and strategic approach to the work that we do. And I'm super excited about the prototype that we came up with as a team and to see how, you know, what we came up with can really improve our program, um, which will better serve our core members and then ultimately better serve the students that they teach.
0: Yeah. And I think what you said at the beginning of that about reflecting our own experience onto a solution rather than coming at it from what a customer, in this case, a teacher or core member might want, is something that's a trap for all organizations, right? Not just public sector, nonprofit, but it happens to our our industry clients all the time as well. What was that like? Because you had experience in both. Um, Did you feel like you were putting on two hats sometimes, sometimes as the TFA organizational member, and then sometimes as a teacher sitting in the classroom and how you would react?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I I think that's what was cool about the experience, too, is, you know, being on staff now, um, being able to just think differently about the way that we do train our core members Um, and thinking back to my own experience and thinking about, you know, what would have been helpful for me? Um, What were some areas where, you know, I feel like our program could have been strengthened? So definitely being on both sides was helpful and, and, um, my work with the design sprint.
0: Awesome. And what's next for TFA Miami-Dade? Before we hopped on the call, you mentioned it's summer, it's your busy season. What are you all doing right now um, as you prep for the fall?
1: I think we're just ready to be innovative um, in the way that we implement our prototype moving forward. I can see some of the elements that uh, we created being implemented as early as this fall. Um, but we'll definitely take some more time to create some of the bigger systems that support core member development moving forward. Core members have asked for more practical techniques and methodologies to use in their classroom, especially around classroom management and lesson planning, and they've also asked for advice around things like grade book, like we talked about, attendance, contacting parents, and just those little things. And so I think we're ready to respond and provide that for core members so that we can set them up for more success moving forward
0: awesome and any words of wisdom for those new core members entering their first year um, on the other side of the classroom as a teacher this fall
1: i have so many words of wisdom um i'll try and keep it to just a few um, i would say one and this is the one that i tell my core members is to always remember your why and why you signed up to be a teacher um write it down someplace and look back on it uh, when the days get tough because you'll definitely have those days um i think two would be be intentional about building relationships whether that's with your school administration veteran teachers students and their families that's so important to the work that we do um, so that we're working we're working together in partnership Um, and then lastly take care of yourself um, I think when I think sometimes we get confused about what self-care really means, um, and what it what it actually means is setting up systems that can make the work sustainable for you. So definitely take that bubble bath if that's what you need in the moment. Um, but think about how you can create sustainable systems for yourself to thrive, whether that's setting boundaries around your work hours, um, going to the gym every day, um, or calling mom on Mondays. We need you to create good systems for yourself because we need you for the long haul.
0: Matt, that applies to way more than just teachers and I think is an absolute takeaway for our audience. So just setting that intention and committing to it and then taking care of yourself, especially during, during the times that we find ourselves in. So during your downtime, if you have any this summer in between prep, do you have any favorite podcasts that you would recommend to our listeners?
1: Uh, I have just recently gotten more into podcasts, um, instead of just blasting music, um, in my downtime. Um, and one of the podcasts that I've really enjoyed is Brené Brown's Unlocking Us. Um, Brené is awesome. And if you care about social emotional learning and vulnerability, um, she's somebody who's always making me rethink the way that I lead and work with others. And so she has a number of good episodes, um, on her Unlocking Us series.
0: Awesome. We'll have to check that out. Matt, thank you so much for spending time with us today. It was great to have you on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Anaya. It's been a pleasure.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Backlog and leave a review. You can find Adaptivate on all the socials, including LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube.